this meeting would proceed very differently from the previous one. Esh and I cycled through the new rhythms, careful not to hum them. The others weren't ready yet. She sat down, then gasped. That rhythm! It sounded like, like her own voice yelling at her, screaming in pain. What was that? She shook her head and found that she had reflexively pulled her hand to her chest in anxiety. And when she opened it, the comet-like spren shot out. She attuned irritation. The others of the five regarded her with heads cocked, a couple humming to curiosity. Why did she act as she did? Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for interludes I-10 and I-11. You definitely don't want to get spoiled on this one, so make sure that you are caught up on your reading or that you've picked the right episode. Hey, and don't forget to check out our link on the show notes for Public, where you can get some uh, StormPod merch. Anyways, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and uh, he just separated me from the others, and he told me that it was okay if I didn't want to change into storm form. He told me I had nothing to worry about. It's totally my choice, and you know what? I don't know why, but I believe him. It's Jack! What's up? (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't believe me. (laughs) I am so up... I'm so... Okay, so these two little... uh, Chap- well, I guess they're interludes. I guess they're chapters, but these little inter- these little in- interludes they're not very long. No, they're not. But man, do they pack a punch! Yeah, they do, eh? Holy cow! Do they ever? It's like these in- so, these interludes are always either tying things in the past together, or they're setting things up for the future, right? And like Z- this Zeth one sets it up for the future, and like kind of oh, yeah. gives us gives us an idea of his current state of mind. And then the Esh and I chapter is just. Fucking crazy, it's, dude! It's really crazy. Let's okay. We'll 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 get to that one first. First, we'll take the the I ten. Mm-hmm. I think we passed the I ninety. So we're yeah. gonna <laughs> we're gonna get, let's get back on the I ten before we get lost. Let's get let's get back on the I ten. So, um, interlude ten. Is that what the is, is that what the I stands for? I ten. Yep. Interlude, yeah, interlude ten. Interlude ten. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. Just want to make sure I'm I'm clear on that. Good job. Um, Zeth son son Volano, truthless of Shinovar sat atop the highest tower in the world and contem- contemplated the end of all things. What a great line. Eh? Yeah, it's so great. It's one of the things that Mr. Sanderson's really good at is the opening oh. lines to the chapters. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even And I think he treats the opening lines in some ways, maybe a little a little uniquely for the these interludes. Maybe. Because they're, they're, they're just so well well done. The souls of the people he had murdered lurked in the shadows. I love this so much. They they whispered to him. So here he is atop this 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 tower, mm-hmm. and the people he he's murdered lurk in the shadows around him, whispering. And if he draws too close to them, they screamed. 
That's very nightmarish, eh? Yeah, that's, very much that's so. That's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. They also screamed, it says here, when, when he shut his eyes, he had taken to blinking as little as possible. He felt his eyes dry out from this in his skull. And then the last line here I want to talk to you about, it's what any sane man would do. Right. Like, so, these are crazy thoughts he's having. He's Things right. that are crazy that he's experiencing, but he's <clears> saying <throat> any sane man would ex- ex- do the same thing I'm doing right now. Which is, which is really bizarre for him to be talking about sanity, given the things that, that he does. Right. Right. It's what any sane person would do. He, he thinks he's sane. Mm-hmm. I think this, this interlude kind of gives us a little bit more of a window into why he's doing what he's doing, or at least why he's beholden to these oaths, right? Like he kind of gets into it a little bit. To the oath stone? Yeah. Yeah, If we, if we kind of like pick it apart here, I think we're going to get some information here that we haven't gotten. The next paragraph, Scott. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It says here, if he had not been bound to an oath stone, if he had been another man entirely, he would have stayed here at, at this tower. Mm-hmm. The only place in the East where the stones were not cursed, where walking on them was allowed, this place was holy. So according to his religious beliefs, right? all the other stone he's been walking on when he went and killed Gavilar, when he was in the, right. the uh, Shattered Plains trying to kill Dalinar, all that stuff. He yeah. the, cursed stone. Yeah, but this place, which we find out literally in a couple of chapters, Dude. which is Urethiru. I... Right? Right. So he's already there. Yeah, so dude. like Shal- what what Shalon is looking for, what Dalinar will come to understand is the you know, the number one important or potentially understand is the number one important thing. And I'm sure Kaladin will eventually agree with that assessment as well. Um Zeth's just hanging he, out. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. He's I literally know. just chilling on the, the top of Urethiru, like the place that the world would like, like fucking shit themselves <laughs> over if they knew where it was. He's right. just hanging out casually. On he's hang. He's hanging out. It's kind of like the villain has already skipped to the end of the game. Yeah, you're right. Or, you're or, right. Has, yeah. or has has passed go collected two hundred dollars. Where yeah. he's sitting at the at the last piece and he's waiting for everybody else to catch up to see if there's any competition here. Has Zeth gone? Like, has Zeth pushed like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right? Has he done that? <laughs> Is that why maybe he was able to get that? Or he's using yeah, his game he's... genie, maybe, or something like he's right. Yeah. He's, he's got the music industry code. He's got <laughs> that, that. That's an obscure joke from uh, from uh, what's that uh, New Zealand show, Flight of the Concords. Oh, um, right. There you go. Um, but <laughs> you're, yeah, but it's true. Like he, I can't, I can't believe it that he's there. Actually, so we actually don't get it in yeah, this. Yeah, we don't paragraph. get it yet. But yeah, in in the next paragraph, the screamers. Those that he has killed deserved their deaths, of course. They should have killed Zeth. Mm-hmm. I hate you. I hate everyone. Glories within. What a strange emotion. Yeah, that is a very... Like, here you are atop this, the, the, the tallest tower in this world. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're at the highest peak. You're in, you're in Irithiru, a holy place. Right. He's balancing on the edge. And again, I, I, I like that too. He's balancing on the edge. He's got his legs dangling over yeah. too. And he's having these crazy thoughts. Like they deserve their deaths because they should have killed him. Right. Remember we, remember we said we experienced this in his uh, POVs right. before. It was like, why, right. why won't someone kill me? 
Someone needs to right. stop what I'm doing. Stop this. Because yeah, he can't. I know. He can't stop because he's bound to the oath stone and whoever holds the oath stone tells him what to do. And so right. he needs to find someone good enough to kill him. Right? Yeah. To finally put him out of his mercy, like uh, out of his like... Uh, out of his misery. Out yeah. of his misery, well, yeah. Find find out the day that these oath stones were made. Go back in time on that day and... Back in time! And, and, say, and say, hey buddy, uh, how about you take a break and then you don't have him make any of those oath stones. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Zeth is going to look at a picture of his family and then his sister will will blur out and then and he'll be like, no, not the Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Um, well, I, yeah, so this is, this is uh, pretty crazy. The next, the next paragraph, mm -hmm. he did not look up. He would not meet the gaze of the God of gods. But it was good to be out in the sunlight. There were no clouds here. To bring the darkness. Mm -hmm. Urethiru ruled even the clouds. And there it is. And I was like. Right. So when this, I first the, read that. The tower I, is so far <laughs> up that it's above right. the clouds. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. It's What's that story of the, the tower? Is it the Tower of Babel? Yeah, is that I think the, so. Where the attempt, man attempted. It's a, I think it's a biblical story. Right. Attempted to. You know, I guess outdo God or to achieve more than what God could is, I think, the idea of the story. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I, it, it it would appear that Urethiru has accomplished that thing. that yeah. in 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 some way. Mm -hmm. um, the massive tower was also empty, and that was another thing that he liked about it. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Mm -hmm. It's empty. No one. You know what? If if no one's around him currently then there's no one to kill. Right. Maybe that's his true voice speaking is, you know, I don't want to do this. Of course. I, th I think that's exactly so, it. I think that's it, dude. Yeah. That's why I love, like, I'm getting little goosebumps just mm -hmm. thinking about it because I love these little insights that we get into this, into these characters. Mm -hmm. And and I'll, uh, and it comes up a little later in the next chapter or in the next uh, um, interlude with Eshenai. Right. I think there's a few little nuggets there that suggest that there's more going on than what my surface level concerns as a first time reader would seem. I, think, I might be digging for no. I think your I think your your uh, your instincts are right. There's <clears throat> there's definitely an undercurrent of something else happening here. Yeah, but I'll I'll get to those in a minute. Mm -hmm. But um, okay, so. A hundred levels to this tower built in ring shapes that are larger than the one beneath. That's a really neat image, I thought, in, yeah. in the terms of the description. Um, so I really liked reading that. The, the eastern side of this tower, however, was a sheer flat edge. Yeah. That made the tower look as if... Hang on now. Hang on. It made the tower look from a distance as if that side had been sliced off by an enormous shard blade right and and what a strange shape so i just want to point out here it in as soon as i read that that's the way i envisioned that being created mm -hmm. as if a shard blade you know of this mass so i'm not putting it past uh sanderson in terms of the possibilities with this world right where where that description that seems crazy might actually be true or real right you know it's funny because this like, is the, this is the second time we get a reference 
where a character thinks something looks like it might have been sliced by a giant shard blade. Remember that fight that right. like, Adeline had on the plateau? And he's like, yeah, there's a plateau here that looks like it got sliced like a piece of cake by a giant shard blade. Right. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, when yeah. I read this, I, I, I thought, oh, that. yeah, that's a, that's like the cake reference. That's like the slice of pie or whatever, the slice of cake reference that Adeline said before. <laughs> Isn't that nuts, though? Like, yeah. that's crazy. I really love this um, whole hundred levels built in ring shapes and one, the, the one below is larger than the one sure. above. So it's just like these yeah. like levels and levels and levels. And it says that each yeah. one has a balcony, like each a level balcony, has a balcony yeah. you can look out on. It's just crazy, man. It's such a, like a, yeah. a, a really cool looking place. Well, and, and, and I suppose right there, if we linger on that, um, each layer having a balcony, the, the intention of a balcony is to provide a view. Right. Well, it's also to keep you safe from falling mm. over, but I guess that would be what the railing is there for, or the, mm -hmm. or the palustrade. Um, palustrade. That's right. Um, but maybe that's a, a, a neat thing. Again, talk speaking to the flavor or the theme of, the, of this book, providing perspective, you need those railings to provide a, the point of view, right? Right. So that's interesting. And it said that that was Glass, the eastern side, sorry, right? Sorry, the, the eastern side is the flat side, which is the side Correct. where the um, where the storm would hit from, right? The origin, yeah. 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 So that's why it's built yeah. like that is to to protect itself yeah. as well. So it's mm -hmm. really it's really freaking neat. It's a really cool looking place. I can't wait till you see some. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but but as I like, even though I'm ma I'm imagining this massive tower mm -hmm. in in unknown location like i've no idea where this is in my mind yeah but when that was described as like being you know a, a clean cut sh you know by a giant shard blade i imagined that like this you know this godlike arm from the cosmos or something like that you know <laughs> yeah. just, just came and did this thing yeah it's it's crazy glass windows facing east toward the origin the first time that he had visit so right the first time that he'd been here he's been here multiple times right yeah he didn't just find rents, this place. Like he, he's been there. He, here, rent, yeah. he rents a room, or, or it's not. You know what? He is, I think he might be squatting. He's <laughs> there's no one here. <laughs> he's squatting. He just showed up. Yeah. Well, I was squatting. We can call. It, I don't think he has to pay rent here. He's been <laughs> no. here before. Just after being exiled from his homeland, he hadn't understood just how odd those windows were. Back then, he'd still been accustomed to gentle high storms, rain, wind, and meditation. But things were different in these cursed lands of the Stonewalkers, mm -hmm. right? These hateful lands, these lands flowing with blood, death, and screams. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. What do you think of that? He, he, yeah. he does not like being here. <sighs> he really does not. Um, and then he, he speaks about breathing, forcing himself the air in and out. Um, and he stands on the rim of the parapet atop the tower. He had fought an impossibility. Yeah, this is Cal, So now right? he's thinking, he's thinking about Kaladin. Yeah. I had fought a man with stormlight, a man who knew the storm within, and that meant problems. Years ago, Zeth had been banished for raising the alarm, the false alarm, it had been said. The Voidbringers are no more, they had told him. The spirits of the stones themselves promised it. The powers of old are no more. The night's radiant are fallen. We are all that remains. 
all that remains is truthless. Right. So this little blurb here gives us a little bit of insight into his situation. Dude. You got goosebumps? You're all goosey over there? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, because, I mean, unless I'm interpreting this wrong, it's like yet another perspective whereby, you know, he's not the first character we've met in this series to raise an alarm or concern about the Voidbringers right, coming back. Right, Shalon, we've lo- just recently learned that Amaran is, Amaran is with a group trying to actively bring them back. Right? Yeah. So it's just interesting that he's coming from this, from that perspective as well, mm-hmm. that concern. Um, and I'm, I'm going to guess with a different interpretation of who the Voidbringers are. Probably. Yeah. Because they're a whole different culture. So they have their own beliefs and their own, you know, their own thoughts on everything. Right. Right. Are the Voidbringers the, 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 um, the gods of the listeners? Are they the Knights Radiant? Right. Are they the, are they the Spren? Are they all Spren or certain Spren? Are they, are they the, um, what was the, what was the other one? Uh. The boots that Shalon took. Maybe the Boydbringers are the boots. <laughs> the boots are the, are the Boydbringers. Um, well, I, I just, I was just blown away by that again. So he's trying to raise an alarm and they're telling you there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. He, he sounds like he's being punished, right? He had been banished for raising yeah. the alarm, the false alarm. And it sounds like his. The false. The, yeah. Yeah. That this is a punishment that he's going through for trying to raise a false alarm. Right. Is the punishment the de- the the devotion to the oath stone? We, is we, that part of the punishment? We don't know. We just know that. Uh, okay. We, as far as That's this part blurb tells us, is that his at least some of the punishment was being banished. Right. Okay. Well, and, he's well. He shouts out here. He's like, as he's having all these thoughts. Have I not been faithful? He shouts. Yeah. Have I not obeyed and kept my oath? Have I not done as you demanded of me? The killing, the murder, he blinks his eyes and, and he hear, I guess he's hearing these screams. Mm-hmm. What does it mean if the shamanate are wrong? What does it mean if they banished me in error? Right. So he's, he's coming so to grips right, right now. They told him, he said, yo guys, we got to worry. There's something a Bruin with potential right. Voidbringers and Knights Radiance here. And they're like, you're false. Right. You're banished for thinking so. And then he comes across a man who is an impossibility. Right. There should be no one who can use Stormlight. Because as it was said here, if we go back, um, the powers of old are no more. Right. And I would guess that Kaladin's powers, maybe even Shallan's powers, that's what they're referring to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I, I would assume. Yeah, they're, they're, he's then, clearly referring to that. I think so. So, yeah. And then he brings up this, this shamanate. That's right. cool. I think that sounds like the name for his, like, religious order or religious group right. or whatever, right? Those that banished him, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would say. It meant the end of all things, the end of truth. It would mean that nothing made sense and that his oath was meaningless. It would mean he had killed for no reason. Right. And that he can't handle. No, no, exactly. So no. that means if, if Cal really is what he's, that Zeth is fearing he is, then that means yep. he's done all of this. All of these voices, all the screams, he's right. done them for nothing because he's done right. them 
according to a lie. Right, because he says, "Right, what would it mean if they banished me in error?" Yeah, in error. Yeah, if they were wrong, if the shaman right. it was wrong, what would right. it mean? It would mean the end of truth, the end of all things, that nothing made sense, and that his oath was meaningless, and that he had killed for absolutely no reason. The next sentence, when I first read it, I had to pause, and and I just my mouth was just open. He dropped off the side of the tower, white clothing flapping in the wind mm -hmm. i thought right there when i stopped went oh, i thought we had just lost zeth you thought that he was like committing suicide yeah i did i thought that sanderson in in a very small chapter was about to drop that kind of a bomb like he's contemplating this and he just slips off the edge. Yeah. He's I, on the edge. I can kind of see it because you're right. He is and on I was the edge. Like, and I was like, oh my God, we just lost him. Like, there's going to be no resolution to this char like character. Like, right. I was, or, or, or maybe he'd have something else to bring in the, in the, uh, in the story uh, there would, there would later be still on. all these stone shamans right that we could learn from yeah and learn about about zeth through them if, if dude, that had I, happened yeah for sure i, I can see it i it's thought he was gone dude we just in the last interlude we just um learned that the people of azir all the government of azir referred to him as a desolation of one man like this one man who has pretty right. much brought on this desolation and mm -hmm. and he could have easily just died if he didn't fill himself with stormlight here in this next sentence right well that's it so right. so but just for that brief moment as a first time reader i was like <gasps> yeah like i could feel i could feel my heart uh like go into my stomach or my throat because i it was like i was falling too because i'm like wow because again sanderson makes you uh interested if not empathetic towards your the villains right right mm -hmm. so, so there, there's, that's why i always them. say they're so yeah. well written that's it mm -hmm. so i was like oh my gosh we're losing it I, I i was surprised that i cared so much about this white assassin right as i as i do about some of the other characters you know what i mean like that's yeah. that was, was what and was so, so that's crazy. a nice realization so, for you though for sure so so flapping in the wind his white uh his white clothing and what a great image too like he's just i don't know just him slipping off the edge like that i just i love it so much you can almost feel himself with stormlight right you can almost hear absolutely the you can flapping, hear it yeah. flapping oh yeah. yeah dude it's loud yeah, yeah. and you, you know depending on the angles from which uh, you imagine um that in your in your mind um he sucks in stormlight he lashes himself southward, his body uh, lurching in that direction, falling uh, across the sky. Too imperfect of a body, the knights radiant, they'd been said, they'd been said to be better at this, like the Voidbringers. Hmm. Mm -hmm. He had just enough light to free himself from the mountains and land in a village in the foothills. They often set out spheres for him there as an offering. What do you think about that? These spheres. Yeah. And it says here in the text, considering him some kind of a god, he would feed upon that light, and it would let him go a farther distance until he found another city and more stormlight. It would take days to get where he was going. But he would find answers, or barring that, someone to kill, of his own choice this time. Right. Well, hang on. So that's a big question. So first of all, Going back to as he's falling, he's going to this village and these, these spheres that get set out. At first, I'm like, wow, like 
uh, in taking the spheres, he knows that they're as they're for an offering. So if he's taking it, he sees himself a bit like a God. Right. But then I was quick to remind myself, yeah, but that's not quite the character. No. He doesn't, he doesn't see himself as a God. Um, they, these villagers and, see him as some kind of God because he comes yeah. just flying out right. of the sky, landing, sucking up the stormlight and then moving on to the right. next village when the stormlight right. runs out. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, I might not, I wouldn't be able to put out a, a sphere, but I could, you know. And he's not taking the spheres, cookies. he's just sucking up the stormlight <laughs> from the spheres. Yeah. Right. I know. It's yeah, crazy. It's, cr- it, it's so cool. But, um, but at the end here, you know, it, I, I think Mr. Sanderson is giving us something huge to, th- to think about here. Right. He's saying it would take days to get where he was going, but he would find answers. So he's searching for answers too. Mm-hmm. Or barring that someone to kill of his own choice this time. So what does that mean with regards to his, the Oath Stone? Right. Well, of his own choice. Yeah. He, what right now, he said earlier that he's killing people. He's doing yes. all of this potentially on a lie. What if they ba- banished me in error? Um, it would mean it would mean that nothing made sense, that his oath was meaningless, and it would mean that he killed for no reason. So currently he's killing because he believes strongly in something mm. that has bound him to the stone. It sounds like that the stone isn't even magical. It's just his oath is what binds him to the stone. It's his own honor that's binding him to this stone, right? And well, where's his honor now then? Well, that's... he needs to he needs to find out whether or not this thing that he said was about to happen and that he was told was not this false alarm that he raised. He needs to find out. He needs to find answers. That's what he says here. He needs to find right. answers. What's the truth now? Because that's going to really hinge on who he kills, right? He, but he would find answers or barring answers, someone to kill of his own yeah, yeah. choice this time. So I want to ask right. you a quick, quick question here. Who do you think <laughs> he wants where to is kill? He going? Well, who do you think he wants to kill? Like, yeah, who? where is he going? First off, but barring his questions he wants to find someone to kill of his own choice so if he could have his own choice who do you think he's going to kill i have a little list here let's do like a little um multiple choice question here i have <laughs> the likely suspects are from what we know so far is teravangian because we know he wanted to kill teravangian who owns his stone yeah he did right but he couldn't mm-hmm. because of the the oath that he made right he could potentially want to kill kaladin because if Kaladin doesn't exist anymore, the exemplica- uh, he, he Kaladin uh, exemplifies the truth that could um, be the opposite of what he's believing. He's believing that things are actually not coming back. And mm-hmm. Kaladin is like an example of things coming back, right? So he might want to kill mm-hmm. Kal- Kaladin. Um, he could potentially want to kill Parshendi because Parshendi owned the stone previously when all this stuff started. So maybe he blames the Parshendi for starting the whole thing. But the one person I think that he can't be talking about is Dalinar because Dalinar is who he's supposed to kill and he wants to kill someone of his own choice. So it can't be Dalinar. So of these three options, what do you think? What do you think? Well, okay. 
he want he he would he's, he needs to find answers mm -hmm. okay but i think that what these two books so far have shown is that those answers are very hard to come by yes Especially like, when people keep interrupting other characters who are about to give you answers. That seems to happen a lot in this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, or, and, or, or they also die, um, on, you know, on seafaring voyages. That's true. That's true. People with, <laughs> yeah, that's right. The people who have all people the knowledge. knowledge end up and not like, surviving. Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that would be, you know, uh, if he was going to see someone as, as devoted and talented or even more so than Yasna, that would make sense to me to seek out information. Right. So perhaps a visit to the Vale, perhaps... Um, well, the Vale would take yeah, him I mean, very close to Teravangian. It, it would. Right. And so perhaps that is a, a good place to go because then he can maybe find out more information mm -hmm. and also confront Teravangian. Right. I, I do think, though, that information for Zeth should come before confrontation with Kaladin. That's what I think would make sense for Zeth's character. Mm -hmm. He's already had a one-on-one -on -one with Kaladin, and really what he took from it is great surprise. Right. Right? Surprise. Uh, may maybe you go so far as say shock. Um, and I also think that um, in that fight, we didn't get the two of them really unleashing on each other. Yeah, there was, there was some pulled punches, I, I think. In so far, I think there were some held punches and Zeth certainly, I think Zeth got the upper hand towards the end of that fight, did he not? Yeah, I, 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 I believe so. He did. Well, the, uh, the moment when they, uh, they flew out of the, the, the tower. Right. Off, uh, off, out of the yeah. palace uh, into the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, up mm -hmm. until then, I think that you, Zeth probably was pulling punches, on everyone around him because he, his mission mm -hmm. is to kill Dalinar, right? And he wasn't right. told by Trevangian in that chapter that we read to kill mm -hmm. everyone. Or maybe he did. Maybe he was told to kill everyone. I can't remember because he, he was told when he was going to kill the king of Yakoved to make an example of everyone and just kill everybody. To make an example. Right. Yeah, that's right. Like make it bloody kind of thing. But... When he realized something special with Kaladin was up, when Kaladin right. was able to survive that fall, that's when right. he that's when he backed off. He's like, "Wait a minute, this is literally challenging my worldview. How how am I yeah. supposed to, you know, m make this right in my head?" It is it has changed his perspective. He's it now absolutely or has. or he's reevaluating his, and in that reevaluation. I mean, he could assume that mm -hmm. Kaladin has some answers. Right. So Kaladin, Kaladin could be a good choice because yep. he could go to him and say, you know, I, I am also seeking more, more information here because, right. um, now that would be a, a strange conversation I think to have. That's why I don't think it's going over, to happen. Like I think over he, an orange wine or something, maybe like a non-alcoholic. Yeah. It just seems kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. So I, I think, I think he's going to seek information. Uh, but the only uh, tricky thing about imagining where that could come from is that as far as we, as I know, as a first time reader, Shalon is like amongst the most knowledgeable people in this world. I mean, after Yasna Yaz dying, Shalon's right. the one who knows the most about kind of what's going on, at least. Other than Navani. Uh, I mean, Navani is also a, a good source of, yeah. of uh, can we just information. Get, can we just get Navani uh, okay with Shalon already? Because let's get to that. Like, let's. You know, let's get these two girls in a room together to chat, please. 
I hope it happens. Yeah. I hope it happens. There's some, re- there's some hesitation there. For sure. We got so lots we'll of book see. left, so it, it could happen. There's a lot of book left. Um, but can you uh, quickly give me your highlight for this? Like, what's your, what's your, it's oh, a short, it's a short little chapter, but. It's a really short chapter. Um, probably my highlight was, I think, him, um, um, I suppose just him being in Urathiru. That's mine too. Just the fact that it gets dropped on you that he's there. And very casually. Because, yeah, like the way it was dropped in an interlude. Oh yeah, by the way, you're, you're, you're one of your villains here that's uh, causing a lot of chaos in the world. Yeah, he's, he's already there. I like the, I like the juxtaposition of, of, of Zeth just casually being there and Shalon literally trying to use all of her faculties, all of her power and Everything. her mind just to get one tiny crumb of a clue yeah. of where it could be. And Zeth's just like, right. oh, I've been here the whole time, guys. The bathroom's yeah, yeah. down that hall right there. Like, yeah, the bath- <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're for, you'll forgive me if I turned off the heat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I know. it. Well, yeah, it, that is my highlight. Yeah, me too. That's That's great. Okay, the next, the next interlude, I-11, New Rhythms. So this is crazy. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. It's off the chart, dude. This was, this was a crazy ride. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but, um, I am extremely, extremely nervous and, uh, can My you, nerves are already pretty, pretty on on heightened alert for this book. Can so you feel, now they're on extra? Can you really feel the change in these <clears throat> characters in Venli and in Eshenai? Yeah, it's so different. Eh? Just the way she speaks, so different. Yeah, I mean Venli, we we got to talk because Venli is. Uh, that's what's so fascinating about about this chapter is it reveals so much. It like it does inner dialogue about what people are really thinking. Like Venli is saying these things to her sister, but really she plans to take over from her at some point. Right. Like that's well, this that's is crazy. all from Eshenai's point of view. But you're right that well, Eshenai Venli is saying stuff, and Eshenai is like she's trying to take over from me. So she's got okay, like these well, like thoughts about her sister, whom she the last time we read about them, they were like, let's try to you know protect our people and let's try to do something but, together and right but and, venley's in storm form too right now yeah she is yeah uh, right quite a, so quite a lot of people are actually well well and that's my that's my point is that i i think that it's it's not sustainable mm-hmm. like the ambitions of these individuals will compete against each other mm-hmm. that's that's my that was my take right from the chaos of this form the, the, um, yeah, my takeaway from this chapter is that th- the Alethi's enemy has changed fundamentally. Oh, yeah. Like, we yeah. could kind of feel it from Eshenai in the meeting with Adeline when she thought she was meeting with uh, the Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. get even more confirmation of that when she talks to the Five and tells them that that the meeting, lies. the lies about it. Yeah, man. Right. That, that's like, that's a really huge clue right there. Okay, so Eshenai is climbing the central spire of Narak. She is shooing away tiny spren that danced around her in a comet-like form. I really, I want to pause there because I know that this is um, a part of the Cosmere, mm-hmm. and I just kind of want to 
point out that le- that wording is just interesting a comet like uh form um i don't know it just it, it intrigued me mm-hmm. um perhaps it were it it could not stay away she was referring to the spren she was experiencing something wonderfully new after all something that had not been seen in centuries which was the storm form that she's now into yeah a form of true power a form given of the gods so again, she feels like one. And I think maybe that goes to the Zeth thing. Like Zeth swoops down. There's an offering made for him of, uh, of spheres. He doesn't feel like a god, but it certainly sounds like Eshenai is starting to. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, she held this form for 15 days now. That's all it's been. Yeah. And, and at first when it said, uh, it said 15 days of hearing new rhythms, I, I, for some reason I thought about... When I was younger, when it, when I'd get like a new cassette or like a new album and I'd be listening to my new rhythms for like, you know, like 15 days and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like Eshenai's just, she's got her headset on. Yeah. I didn't really like it at first. Yeah. I didn't know if I really liked it at first, but now it's growing on me. I yeah. like this album. It's, it's good. And yeah, I'm like, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I think there's, uh, secret messages on this, on this record. Yeah. Um, at first she had attuned. And I like that word, uh, of course, from uh, um, from dun- from D and D. Had attuned those often, but this had made some people very nervous. So, th- th- as she was in this form, um, it was already becoming a concern for people around her. Right, because she's like she's communicating in almost new language to her people. Mm-hmm. They've never heard yeah. some of these uh, these new rhythms before. No. They've never felt those emotions before. Um, I have right. made a list of them for the info dump later, them but we'll, we, yeah, and, yeah, we'll yeah, get to them dude. and we'll kind of list them. But uh, yeah, it's it's quite scary to these people. Like she's mentioned this. She mentions this a couple yeah. times in this chapter that They're she has to be very careful when she hums to these rhythms because other people aren't familiar with them. Right. These old rhythms were so dull. Yeah. It's interesting that she's come to that conclusion already like, ah, eh, this, this old way that we were, these, these, these old songs, these old rhythms. Mm-hmm. And I like you know? that she, she uses, um, that Sanderson here uses the word dull because of dull form. Yeah. And it's like form, almost like right? a, a really bad insult to the old ways. Do you know what I mean? And she right. has that confrontation later with dull form and like, mm-hmm. you know, don't listen to, don't listen to him. Or don't don't listen to her. She's old news kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. she's only dull form. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the use of dull there. Buried within these rhythms, this is cool. Buried within the rhythms, the names of which she intuited somehow, she could almost hear voices speaking to her, advising her. And that's why I was thinking about this, like, you know, like this idea of, you know, you put me- like weird messages on records, like, yeah. you know, when you spin a record you backwards, backwards, you might hear and... stuff. Yeah. I, I just thought of that because I'm like, this is, this is cool, man. This is like, it, well, it, it, it's cool, but it's, it's, it's frightening. Right. Um, because Esh and I was not a character when you first meet her anyway. I, I thought she had an incredible amount of integrity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sense of purpose and I, I think, uh, courage I think, for her people. I think you're and, totally right. I think she has all those qualities. I think those are all right. things about Eshenai that we, that, that, that Mr. Sanderson told us that she had, right? Right. And he wasn't yeah, lying well, and to also us that, about her, the, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I, I don't think there was deception there. No, I think this form has, well, as, as we'll find out, mm-hmm. uh, has robbed her of, um, of herself and, mm-hmm. um, has taken away a, a 
many of the other listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eshenai reaches the top of the spire where the four others are awaiting for her. These are uh, her sister Venli is there, and she has the new form. It says mm-hmm. with spiking armor plates. Yeah, and and these red eyes. Yeah, um, it's lithe danger. She sit, she sits down and gasps. That rhythm. It sounded like her own voice yelling at her, screaming in pain. What was that, she's thinking. She shook her head, and she found that she had pulled her hand to her chest in anxiety, and when she opened it, the comet-like spren shot out. Yeah. That's interesting. Very much so, it shot, right? Yeah, she takes this and puts it against her chest. Puts her hand against her chest. Yeah, her hand. Yeah. And then when she releases it, the, the comet-like spren shot out. So what I was wondering was, what I was going to ask you about that is, does that mean that there were spren, like, are they, are they spren inside of her that are now kind of like screaming, trying to get out of her and because of this new form? Or was it that those other spren that it mentioned earlier in the chapter were gathering around her and she's kind of shooing them away and she just happened to like catch one or something when she put her hand there these are all really super good questions jack let's move on oh i hit a nerve did i these are very good these are very good things you are bringing up Okay, well, that's uh, I do that's wanna, interesting. I, I do want to read you because I, I put an asterisk there because I wasn't sure how to interpret that. But again, it was the comet-like description that caught me, and I wasn't sure if she had grabbed it and uh, and had just like captured one, like put her hand and, and then was holding one, or if it literally was like trying to get out of her for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, I, uh, um, I here's the last line the- of the last Eshenai interlude that we read. Okay. She pointedly ignored the voice deep within her that was screaming in horror. So this is the this is the thought she has after she's changed into this new form. The deep voice within her that was screaming in horror. So I just thought I'd go back and read that to you. The deep voice within her was screaming in horror as she went into storm form. No, afterwards, when she came back from storm uh, uh, being changed and she was like walking back to the camp and talked to everyone, that's how yeah. that chapter ended inside of her. Right. She could hear screaming. And then she hears it again here. She's that rhythm. It sounded like her own voice yelling at her, screaming in pain. Right. So, so, right. So, what I will say to you as well here at this point in our coverage is that I think Eshenai is still there. And I think that she's trapped. I think that the voice that we're hearing this new rhythm may or may not even be her at all. Like it it might be. It it could be that the that Eshenai is blended with this storm form and you're getting some like a uh, version of her that wouldn't be there under any other circumstances, but these extraordinary circumstances of right. taking on storm form. Mm-hmm. But what I like to believe is that there's an Eshenai within that is struggling to come out and is doing a few things in conjunction with storm form uh, in order to protect her people. 
that's that's what I want to discuss with you. There's a few uh, points in particular throughout this that I, I want to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, so she attunes to irritation. The other five regard her with, with heads uh, cocked. A couple of, of them are humming to curiosity. Why did she act as she did? She settles herself in, shard plate grinding against stone, this close to the lull. Now, they refer to it as the lull, not the weeping. Right. Right? So the lull, high storms were growing more rare, and that had created a small impediment in her march to see every listener given storm form. This use of the word march is now applied to Eshenai. Right. March, I, you know, I, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a loaded word, but it's a word that implies, you know, military yep. um, command, let's say, um, getting her step in order. She definitely acts like a, um, a general in this one. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and so that, that word march uh, is used uh, a few more times mm-hmm. um, to describe her. To see that every listener was put in storm form. So that's a huge concern. So my red flags went up there. Eshenai's own transformation. Venli and her scholars had taken storm form along with 200 soldiers chosen by Eshenai. Not officers. They were common soldiers. The type she was sure would obey. Right. Yeah, we learn that a little later in this chapter that she doesn't, even, she doesn't even trust her own men. Right. She selected exactly. Right. Like, yeah. this is not good. See, I'm getting goosebumps in a different way. Like, yeah. I'm actually... In like a terrified <laughs> not, kind of way, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't like this at <laughs> there all. There should be it's a creepy. word for goosebumps that are not f- good goosebumps. Bad bumps? Uh, these are... <laughs> these are my bad bumps? Bass bumps. If it's goosebumps... My bass bumps? Bass bumps. <laughs> <laughs> these, um... Um... Yeah, these uh, goosebumps are are not feeling so great right now. I have to admit, but to add a little bit of uh, attention to this, I when I was covering uh, the previous chapter, I was using a black pen to make notes in the in the um, in the paperback. Yeah. It, the the pen ran out of ink. I switched to red for this chapter, and then I'm reading about the red eyes, the red lightning, and I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> this Freaking is not yourself good. Out. I'm lo- I, ke- yeah. I kept looking at the pen, going, "Oh, this is so weird." This is so- <laughs> <laughs> I can show you, like, I, I can literally show you that That's I switched really to funny. red. That's really Previous funny. chapter was black. That's really like hilarious. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm you're correcting Mr. Sanderson's work. Nope, this one was wrong, and this is wrong, and this yeah. is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be putting a lot of check marks on uh, all over the all over this work. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next high storm, Venley, where are we here? Windsprint. Okay. All right. Eshenai regarded the other five. Today's clear sky rained down with, with sunlight, and a few windsprint approached on a breeze. They stopped, and when they grew near, they zipped away in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Again, like, Spren don't want to be near this. No. I think. Yeah. Well, potentially. I mean, there are some that are uh, around her, tiny spread around her head at the beginning. She's kind of shooing them away, horrid things. She's, And that's the other thing. The very first uh, um, paragraph, she describes them as horrid things. Yeah. She wouldn't have said like, that before, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Why have you called this meeting, Eshenai says? You've been speaking of a plan. 
Davim says, You've been telling everyone of it. Shouldn't you have brought it to the five first? I'm sorry, Heshenai says. I am merely excited. I believe, however, we should now be the six. Right. That has not been decided, Abernai says. Abernai said, weak and plump. Mate form was disgusting. We got to talk about this. This is this is another huge thing here. This moves too quickly is what uh, um, Abernai says. Mm-hmm. So Abernai, one of the five. Mate form, th- th- this is, you're right, this is what... Um, Esh and I is thinking mate form plump and disgusting. Yeah. Plump meaning pregnant. Yeah. Maybe pregnant. And I'm I'm just thinking like how disturbing of an observation are you to make that about a pregnant woman? Yeah. To say mate form oh disgusting. Yeah. Like that's like normally when we think of a, a of a you know a woman who's uh, a person who's uh, pregnant and uh, plump and flush we think wow healthy uh, you know happy this is a good thing this mm-hmm. is a joyous occasion you know f- you know f- feelings like that or at least I do she she thought <laughs> so, made form was like in the previous chapters she thought right. made form were silly. I remember the, 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 the mate forms yeah. in the alcove. Oh, we're yeah, bringing the alcove joke, uh, joke yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, but now she has a much more different sterner uh, viewpoint on them they are disgusting so just in that just that one tiny little sentence gives us an idea of how her mind has changed here well and 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 i can't help but like if you're looking at a pregnant person and thinking that yeah like whoa um that's next level for me we must move quickly says eshenai we have only two high forms Sorry, high form. High storms before the lull. You know what the spies report. The humans are planning a final push toward us, toward Narak. So they know. It, they know yeah. about Dalinar's plan. And how? How? Shen? You think it's Relaine? Because you said in the Relaine episode, when Shen reveals himself as Relaine, you said plainly, I just listened to it. I think it was actually released today. He's, you said, I think Relaine is a spy. Yeah. So, Pot- well, do you potentially. Think, do you think the spy that they're talking about in this sentence is Relaine? I don't really know. Right. He would be uh, a suspect of mine for sure. He, I mean, he would have he, access he to meetings. Of... He'd be bodyguarding Adeline or Renarin yeah. or Navani or uh, Dalinor or the king, right? He'd be yeah. in and amongst them bodyguarding. So he would be yeah. at meetings where they'd be talking about this tactic. So I think what I'd like to know is I would, I would love to maybe find how Shen got to bridge four. Read that again, how he came in. They, um, they brought him. Um, as a slave, Do you they just, that? they, they just shoved him in there and, um, it was a, like, kind but of like who, a but... joke by the, uh, the light eyes to put, uh, um, one of these dudes, one of these Parshendi in with bridge four. It was almost like an extra punishment that Cal had to suffer, but there, we yeah, don't, have, we that, don't really have any background convenient. on how Relaine got into their custody or, or anything like that. We don't know any of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I don't know how to answer your question there. Is he on? Uh, w- would I'm suspicious of everybody. Yeah, so, you, I are, mean, you are. It's not really much to say. Should I go out on a limb and say, do I really think that Ishen is the spy? Well, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He had access. He's also shown he has another name. He's shown some of the suspicions that I had, mm-hmm. which is that some of them that go into this um, this form uh, of being a Parshman, which is its own form, mm-hmm. right? But some of them retain the ability to... You know, either come in and out of it, or maybe access other other forms, mm-hmm. which is why I think with Esh and I that could be the case here. Even with even with Storm, as as powerful and tempting and 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 corrupting it is, I think Esh and I is still there, and that's why she elected to take on the form because she had the confidence that she could wrestle with it but i would i would remind you that in those moments when she was in the storm and realized Mm -hmm. the kind of spren that was released from that stone that her sister gave her when she saw the red lightning spren she said Mm -hmm. oh no right but it was too uh, late yeah it was already too late i've made a mistake yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and the storm father spoke to her and said i can't help you with this little one so she had made a choice willingly to go in there to see what what would happen, and then right. just before it happened, she regretted her decision. So, well, she might regret it, but I I stand by what I said is mm-hmm. that she elected to do it because she probably thought that she could. Of course, she definitely that it, did that. Yeah, she d- was doing it for a good reason. It just didn't turn out right. that way. Right. But uh, yeah, let's get to this okay, part well, where they're talking about the meeting with the Blackthorn here. Because that's my, yeah, it, it, I want to talk about it, that. It, 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 it's a pity, Abernai says, that your meeting with them went so poorly. They wanted to tell me the destruction they planned to bring. Esh and I lied. Mm-hmm. They wanted to gloat. That was the only reason they met with me. So complete lies, fabrications complete on lies, her part. Yeah. We need to be ready to fight them, says Davim. Esh and I laughs. To fight them? Haven't you been listening? I can summon a high storm. Well, with help, says Shivy. Nimble form, another weak form, yeah. she's thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, that disgust that she has for all other forms. Right. It's gross. I, I really don't like it. You have, this, this is still Shivy speaking. You have said you cannot do it alone. How many others would you need? Certainly, the 200 that you have now are enough. So I was like, they already have 200. 200 yeah. Right. Uh, no, that is not nearly enough. I feel that the more people we have in this form, the more likely we are to succeed. I would like, therefore, to move that we transform. Yes, Shivy said, but how many of us? All of us. Right. Yikes. Davin hums to amuse. This is cool about Davin. I really like this. Yeah. He hums to amusement here, thinking that it's got to be a joke. So he's almost, you know, he's almost like laughing. And then, <laughs> yeah. and, then he's, and then he silences himself. He's like, he's looking around. He's like, no one else attuned to amusement. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this isn't a joke. <laughs> right. Um, we will have just one chance, says Esh and I. The humans will leave their war camps together in one large army that intends to reach Narak during the lull. 
they will be completely exposed on the plateaus with no shelter. A high storm at that time would destroy them. So her this plan is really bad because right. she's totally right. Yeah, Dalinar's plan is to go out into the middle of the Shattered Plains and find where they, they yeah. live and destroy them. Right. And she's like, if we know conjure- this information now. We're going to wait till they get out here where they have no protection and we will cu- right. summon a high storm and they will all die because they'll have nowhere to go. They'll literally just be washed up into the, uh, the chasms and, and, yeah. and, and die. Yeah. It's basically it's kind you're, of brilliant. You're, you're, you're transforming, right? It's, it's kind absolutely of brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's you're, you. You have the information. Your enemy's coming. They're open on 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 the on the um, shattered planes. Mm-hmm. If you can summon, or rather, transform the listeners into ten thousand wizards who can conjure a high storm, right? As she is about to demonstrate in a little bit, right? If you can do that. Yeah, they're That's, done. You just kill like, them with chain lightning. That's what you do. You just like, oh man, you know what? I I, I gotta say, I'm actually I didn't put uh, I didn't think enough on it. I'm thinking of it right now. That could be where my my fears are going with the weeping. Is that they're all going to be lost? You've said that you think that we're heading towards a character loss. Um, not at the center. Maybe not just. But you're thinking now we that might it not could be, be losing catastrophic. Wo- Cat, oh, I'm getting multiple goosebumps here, dude. Like this is your brutal. goosebumps has have bass bumps. That's what that's what. This is the most bumps I've had. <laughs> I've, had. <laughs> I've had like many bumps on this program yeah. on this uh, on this particular pod. Uh, um, yeah, so many many bumps. Okay, we don't even truly know if you can summon one, says Abernai, with skepticism. Mm-hmm. That is why we need as many of us in storm form as possible, says Eshenai. If we miss this opportunity, our children will sing us the songs of cursing, assuming they did live long enough to do so. Mm-hmm. This is our chance. Our one chance. Imagine the ten armies of men isolated on the plateau as buffeted and overwhelmed by a tempest they could never have expected with storm form. We would be immune to its effects. That's what I want to bring up is their immunity to it while they're in the storm. Right. Or, or so she thinks. I don't Maybe they, she's or tested so she it th- out, yeah. but, but yeah. She, she, if any... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, just that she she thinks that they can, that they are immune. So either she's tried it out and has known that, or she can feel it as that form it. knows that she can. That is so dangerous because, okay, it means that if you're immune to a high storm mm-hmm. they can fight in it right. right yeah and the alethi cannot yeah i just i just want to think because <laughs> i was like wow that's mm-hmm. that's just that's the other funny part about this little, lot of cha- uh, this little paragraph here is that she's mm-hmm. assuming all 10 armies are going to come right D- dalinar's not gonna be able to round up all 10 high princes to be able to fight for, under him no so no her way. plan does kind of have a, a, a like a loophole here where it could end up being that Dalinar's coalition could get wiped out and that those that were left over that didn't go with him like Aladar, Ruthar and Sadius could end Sadius. up being left, right? Right. Right. So so she's assuming a lot here for her plan to work. You know what? You're right. And and I'll, I'll say this. As soon as you said that, it made me think about her mindset. She's thinking in all or nothings 
in absolutes. Mm -hmm. So it it has to be all ten of them to go. It right. can't just be a few. No, no, no. I've no, no I've no time to nuance. Mm -hmm. It's all or nothing, and that's a very dangerous uh, way for her to be thinking. Um, it is tempting, says Davim. I do not like the look of those who have taken this form, says Shivi. I do not like how people clamor to be given it. Perhaps 200 are enough. So that's some caution from Shivi. Yeah. Eshenai Davim says, how does this form feel? This is the part you want to bring up. Yeah, I, I, I like this. He, he's asking kind of like a friend. Like, mm -hmm. how does it feel? Like, right. sure, it can cause a high storm. Sure, it, you look awesome with your new stuff. But, like, how does it <laughs> feel inside? Like, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. Each form changed a person in some ways. War form made you more aggressive. Mate form made you easy to distract. Nimble form encouraged focus. And work form made you obedient. Eshenai attuned peace. No. That was the screaming voice. So a tuning piece, a very like nice emotion brought on the screaming. Screaming, yeah. Yeah. In this storm form, yeah. How had she spent weeks in this form and not noticed? Right. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Because maybe she hasn't been a tuning piece this whole time. Remember she said she's been, you know, going through all these new rhythms and like attuning all these new rhythms, but only secretly, right. not in front of people because of, but now she's in front of these people forcing herself to have to attune other rhythms that are not the new ones. And right. she's having like a bad reaction to them. I feel alive, she says, to joy. I feel strong and I feel powerful. I feel a connection to the world that I should have always known. Davim, this is like the change from dull form to one of the other forms. It is that much of an upgrade. Now that I hold this strength, I realize I wasn't fully alive before. Mm -hmm. So it's life-changing. Right. Abernai whispers, though, but the red eyes, have we come to this? I couldn't help but think of the Sith. Mm-hmm. She, she does this thing here. She flexes her, she squeezes her hand. Makes a and fist, the yeah. energy courses down her arms and through her muscles. Kind of like Kaladin when he's full of stormlight, right? Stormlight, yeah. yeah. But no one's seeing it because it's hidden behind her shard plate. So it's like this secret thing that's happening away from them mm -hmm. again. So it's just, yeah, it, like the truth of what she is is just beneath the surface. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, they mention uh, in the text. I think it's coming up pretty soon. That it's it's like it's like a dam of power right. holding back, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and it's surging within her, right? It's yeah. it's it's wanting to come out. Um, red eyes. Have we come to this? If we decide to do this, Shivy says, perhaps we four should assess it first, and then say if the others should join us. You have had your say, Shivy was going to interrupt her and says, You've had your say, Venli. We know what you wish. And Shania says, We cannot wait, unfortunately. If we want to trap the Alethi armies, we will need time to transform everyone before the Alethi leave to search for Narak. I'm willing to try it, Ebernai says. Perhaps so, we should promise a mass transformation to our people. So there's a moment here that comes up here where Shivy and Abernai are both like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should do it. And then the dull form, Zuln, hums to peace yeah. and says, no. Yeah. 
attunes no. to peace and says no. Right. And then Eshenai's like, what was that? No, it is not right. right. And then the ones who were just about to agree literally take the Dolph form's word as being kind of important here because they decide, oh, maybe we shouldn't. You know what I mean? It's like, I would have, uh, I would have us all in agreement, Davim That's says. That's Davim saying yeah, that. Zool, yeah, Zul, can you not listen to reason? It is not right, Dolph form says again. And then this is where Eshenai says, she is dull. We should ignore her. And there's a yeah, reason we should, we, we should absolutely, absolutely di dismiss her because of course we know right. that she has no intention of listening to any other voices. And that's okay. That's the thing that I want to bring you up. It could even be, could even be my highlight here yeah, sure. is early that highlight. is, is that her, her ability to listen to other voices is not really present. No. Except though. When she hears her mother singing her song. Right. Like a little later on. Right. And that's the moment where I think Eshenai is still there because she can still hear her mom. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Now I might be digging there, but, but, uh, anyway, um, Zuln represents the past says, uh, Eshenai, you shouldn't say such things of her. And then she says the past is dead. Yeah. And this like really makes them like they hum to anxiety. Perhaps it's worth more thought. Eshenai, you do not speak as you used to. I hadn't right. realized the changes were so stark. So Eshenai almost had them agreeing. And then right. she snaps and like shows she goes to the colors. rhythm of fury. Yeah. Now she goes to fury. Yeah. Which is not something that they know because right. this is a part of storm form. Mm -hmm. the, these were so cautious, so weak. She's thinking about them. They would. They would see her people destroyed. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So the way that she's thinking is really, it's crazy. Yeah. So now the meeting's pretty much over and Davim's like, we will meet later today. Let us spend time yep. considering. So she almost had them to agree. And she says, of course. Yeah. I love how she's lying all the time. Yeah. Of course. Let's meet later. Think it over. And yeah. then about a few minutes later. Yeah. She makes this announcement and it's, it completely. Yeah. It's totally like it's, your choice, guys. It's totally your choice. Yeah. They rose from their places, uh, atop the pillar. Eshenai steps to the edge. The spire was too high to jump, even in shard plate. So she wanted to try. Right. Think about that. That's it. So it appears that storm form also makes you maybe reckless, maybe brave. It definitely. Maybe you, you, no fear. Like you. You don't, you're completely unbridled. Right. You're, you, you, you don't see obstacles that, uh, I mean, something in your way. Yeah. No, there's nothing in your way. Cause if, if you're just a storm, who cares what's in the way? Right. It doesn't matter. This whole thing kind of also, um, makes me think of the last chapter we were just on. She had to climb mm. to the top of this tower in the middle of yes. her city is now at the top mm -hmm. and wants to jump off much like Zeth just did. Right. There's definitely I know, some similarities dude. there, right? So you caught, I, I was going to just mention it next. I've got my highlight here or my, not my highlight, but my asterisk there to say just that. So I'm glad you brought it up. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, total, totally similar. Yeah. You know, um, it seemed that every person in the city had gathered around the base because they're awaiting the decision. So people know that the five are up there talking about something very important. Yeah, they're all like waiting. And they're yeah. all waiting for the answer. And Venley says they're not going to agree to it. She's saying about the five. 
You spoke too aggressively, Eshenai. Mm-hmm. Davim is with us, says Eshenai. Shivi will come too, with persuasion. That isn't enough. If the five uh, do not come to a consensus, don't worry. Yeah, but our people must take that form, Eshenai. It is inevitable. Eshenai found herself attuning the new version of amusement, which was ridicule. Yeah. That's, a new version of amusement. That's cool. That's so that's cool. That's a really big hint at the change that she's made. She thinks that ridicule is the same as amusement. As amusement, yeah. She's completely confused. It's right. all turned around. Yeah. Her understanding of these things is yeah. completely wrong. Her her perspective is completely shifted. Right. Um, you knew, didn't you? You knew exactly what this form would do to me. And then, now this is this is Eshenai saying mm-hmm. to Venli, "You knew this before you took the form yourself," and she says, "Yes." Yeah. Now I, I wonder who's speaking there. Um, it's, is it is it Stormform Eshenai speaking there about it, or is that Eshenai asking like you knew what this would do to me? Like, I I, I kind of wonder there. Like in terms of giving this to like an actor to portray that moment. Are you softening that that line? Is that what you're thinking? Like maybe she yeah, softens her. Yeah, I'm almost her. wondering. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of wondered that myself. Um, Esh and I grabbed her sister. Venley resisted with more force than she should have been able to. And a small spark of red lightning ran across the woman's arms and face. Eshenai was not accustomed to such strength from her scholar sister. You could have destroyed us, said Eshenai. What if this form had done something terrible? There was screaming inside of her head and Venley smiles. I like that a How lot. Did you- I love that. That's an answer right there to that question. Isn't that what crazy? What if this form had done something terrible? screaming and Venley smiles so the answer to what if it had done something terrible is right there it has done right. something terrible right it it's already has so yeah. good it's so good but and venley's smiling about it though. yeah exactly that's even creepier mm-hmm. like it's it's really creepy um how did you discover this esh and i says it didn't come from the songs there is more venley did not speak so there's your unanswer that you're saying earlier, yeah. like so many things not answered, unsung, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, this is unsung uh, from from Venley. We must make certain the five agree to this plan, she says. If we are to survive and if we are to defeat the humans, we must be in this form, all of us. We must summon that storm. It has been waiting, Ash and I, waiting and building. Yeah. That's that's ominous, that's right? Yeah, that's ominous. That's very ominous. I will see to it, says Eshenai. You can gather enough spren for us to transform all of our people. My staff have been working on it these three weeks. We will be ready to transform thousands upon thousands over the course of the final two high storms before the lull. Good. So this this really screams to me about, uh, you know, these schemes and plans that have been in place. Like, th- this has all been... You know, uh, probably since the form took took over 15 days ago. Right. Like, this has been, you know, in the works for quite some time. Sister Venley asks, you are planning something. What is it? How will you persuade the five? And I was thinking, I'm just thinking as a first-time reader, I'm like, well, you're, you're just going to kill everybody. Like, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not going to ask nicely, please, <laughs> will you consider... <laughs> 
Um, as she neared the bottom where she sees the five, uh, she, as she comes uh, down from this, um, from this, uh, this spire, the five were speaking to the people. And then Esh and I stops a short distance above the crowd. She bellows like louder than they're talking. Yeah, right. And she says, in two days, I will take any who wish to go into the storm and give them this new form. It's funny how she says that wish to go into the storm. Because we know that in order to take the new form, you have to go into a high storm. Right. right? That's what she had to do too. And give them this new form. The crowd uh, still, their, their humming drops. The five seek to deny you this right, Eshenai says. They don't want you to have this form of power. They are frightened like Kremlings hiding in cracks. They cannot deny you. It is the right of every person to choose their own form. It is the right of every person right. to choose their own form. But they're not really choosing. I, I right? Like I said at the beginning in my intro, I had the choice. You gave me the choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, she raised her hands above her head, humming to resolve, and summoned a storm. Wow. This was amazing. Yeah. This, this is truly amazing. It grew between her hands, a wind coursing with lightning, a miniature tempest in her palms, light and power, wind spinning in a vortex. It had been centuries since this power had been used, and like a river that had been dammed, the energy waited impatiently to be freed. It's crazy. <sighs> this is this is crazy. I can almost see it, like just crackling oh, yeah. between her hands. Yeah. And and do you picture it with the red lightning yeah. or a combination? Yeah. With no, the blue it says red. crackling red lightning and dark red lightning. Mist. It's, yeah. Yeah. Just this really cool looking storm, man. So evil. I love it. Swirl of wind, crackling red lightning, dark mist. You're right. With this power, Eshenai says, we can destroy the Alethi and protect our people. I have seen your despair. I have heard you sing to morning. It need not be so. Come with me into the storms. It is your right, your duty to join with me. This really... I'm getting some serious, like, Darth Vader vibes here. Yes. You know, it's bad, join it's bad me, news. we can... It's really bad news. Um... This will divide us, Esh and I. It's too aggressive. It's too abrupt. Now, that's coming from Venli. Yeah. It'll work. You do not know them as I do. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that. The five were glaring up at them, looking betrayed. Yeah, because they were. Mm -hmm. Esh and I marched to the bottom of the spire. See, marched. Yeah. It's this dun, rigid... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right, she, she marches to the bottom of the spire, joined by her soldiers in storm form. She allowed, next paragraph, she allowed Venley to tag along, yeah. but paid the woman no heed. Right. Like, doesn't even exist no. to me. Exactly. Like this, it's unbelievable, this transformation. The practice grounds were busy with warriors honing their skills, transformed soldiers being trained. The second division, 128 in number. I, I put an asterisk there because I'm like, wow, like you, like Calvin, you've got tabs on everyone. You probably know all their names, yeah. maybe. Well, we've, maybe we've made that like description that. before, right? Right. Yeah. So the fact that it says 128 in number, I thought, wow, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, 
were away watching for humans entering the middle plateaus, she'd set them on this task soon after obtaining her form 15 days ago, as she had known even then that she would need to change the way this battle worked. So again, her master plan being enacted since she first took the form. Yeah. Like this wasn't a gradual thing. No, this it was, was almost this was in, the plan. It's it's crazy. Her soldiers would ignore chrysalis. Get this next paragraph. Her soldiers were were going to ignore the chrysalises. Right. No longer important. She told that to Adeline, right? Right. Right. She would not lose soldiers to that petty game any longer. <laughs> so Sadius's efforts, the High Prince's squabblings. Petty games. Yep. Makes sense. She's got a she got a bigger plan, right? The other divisions were all there. Seventeen thousand soldiers. Yeah. A mighty force in some ways, but also diminished greatly because of the six year war. In a short time, though, all had come and joined her. It is time to end the fight against the Alethi. Which of you are willing to follow me in doing so? So the crowd is being completely um, swayed by this, humming to resolve. They're behind her. Hardly any have hummed to skepticism. Yeah. This will require each soldier to join me in this form. Again, they all hum to resolve. I'm so proud of you, Eshenai says. I'm going to have the storm division go among you and take your word each of you on this transformation if there are any here who do not wish to change i would know of it personally it is your decision by right and i will not force you but i must know yeah i must single you all out <laughs> so we know exactly yeah. who says no right now i know this is textbook uh well it echoes in real life actually right now but um the new rhythms thrummed in her skull, though she stayed away from the rhythm of peace with its strange screams. Yeah. There was no fighting against what she had become. The eyes of the gods were too strongly upon her. I, that, like these red eyes, like being the eyes of the gods, remember the, the, the listeners feared the return of their yeah. gods. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, this could be, it in some way well we know I at the very know. beginning of the interludes that they were starting to delve into the songs some of the forbidden songs to try to find new forms right mm -hmm. so yeah yeah um soon she had gotten word uh, my next note's a little further down only a handful refused the required transformation those who had declined were gathered on the practice grounds and we've had this character before, so Thude approaches yeah, her. Yeah, this is like her best friend, like her right. buddy. He'd always worn storm, uh, sorry, war form, uh, save for two weeks as a mate to uh, a character named Bila, which mm -hmm. we've, we've had before. Mm -hmm. um, he says, I'm worried about this, Eshenai. Do so many need to change? If we do not transform, we are dead. The humans will ruin us. He continues to resolve to indicate he trusted her Yet his eyes seem to tell another story. So I put an asterisk here because that's what I want to believe in Eshenai. Right. So as a reader, I'm like, oh, there's got to be evidence that there's this struggle within her. Like this, like this can't happen. Right. This just, you know, I don't want it to happen. Right. So I'm like, oh, there's got to be that. Like what, 
just w- was present and made apparent from Thude and maybe Davim in his question and certainly with, um, who's the other character? Abernai. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Melu, um, another character of her storm forms that's already turned, um, comes in and says, the counting is finished, sir. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Eshenai says, pass the word to the troops. We're going to do the same thing for everyone in the city. Everyone? Says Thude. Yeah. Our, t- our time is short. If we do not act, we will miss th- this opportunity. So she keeps just repeating herself on this point. We have two storms left. Yeah, and she says, those who will yeah. not are given that right, but I want them gathered so we may know where we stand. Like yeah. literally again, I want them what separated a- and put together. I know. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Yes, general, says Melu. So general, there you go. Marching. Yeah. General. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear. Use a tight scouting formation, says Eshenai. Move through the streets, counting every person. Use the non-storm form divisions, too, for speed. Tell the common people that we're trying to determine how many soldiers we will have for the coming battle and how our soldiers be calm and sing to peace. Mm-hmm. But those people who are willing to transform into the central ring, send those who are unwilling out here, give them an escort so that they do not get lost. Right. So they don't run away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. It's like awful. every word she says um, is a lie, right? It's so awful, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Sending ranks out to obey uh, that, that in the next line, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Every half year, they did an accounting to determine their numbers. Once in a while, they would need more volunteers to become mates of workers. Most often, they needed more war forms. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got more people who say, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll some be, mating. I'll be mate form, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll take an alcove or two, yeah. if you have them. All the alcoves. Um, okay, so the next paragraph. Um, many had the same depression... That the regular people expressed only for the troops, it manifested as bloodlust. These troops, they wanted to fight. Yeah. They would probably have charged head on against the human encampments against 10 times their own numbers if Esh and I had ordered. Yeah. So that's how, like, into it they are already. Um, the five all but handed this to me, she thinks. For years, I've been absolute leader of our armies, and every person amongst us with a hint of aggression has been given to me as a soldier. Right. So she, she's like divining this now. She's like interpreting it as, you know, it's, uh, I guess, God-given or fate yep. or... Yeah, she's going you know I mean? to take control of everybody. I was in charge of all the soldiers, and guess what? I'm turning you all into soldiers now. So this, this whole process, by the way, of, of this Esh and I... I don't know what you call it, uh, her devolvement, I guess, um, is what I feared about Kaladin. Right. But it's happening with her mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's horrible. Um, so just after this part, Sean, it says, we'll have to kill them, unfortunately. This is Venley Referring that says to, it. Yeah, this is Venley that yeah. says it. We'll have to kill them. Will your troops be able to do it? Now, I love how Eshenai doesn't even question it. She says, no. Yeah. Many would uh, would um, resist us if we did this now. Now, that's where I went, hmm, okay. Because everything else that she said in this storm form is very, like, 
Yeah, uh, I want everybody changed yep. and you separate everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And then when it comes to killing them now, she says, no, um, we will have to wait for all of my soldiers to be transformed. They will not object then. Because they'll be c- severely outnumbered, right? They're, but they already are. Like, the, 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 it's a handful who are resisting. Right. Literally a handful. They could be squashed now. Venli, I think, is... <clears throat> Right, in the absolute thing of this. That sloppy, says Venley. I thought you commanded their loyalty. Yeah. Do not question me, says Eshenai. I control this city, not you. So, again, I was just looking for, I'm like, wow, is Eshenai able to, like, is she trying to save people? Um... That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I could be absolutely wrong. She, but. well, she has a, she thinks about it here. She's like, um, she, she would attempt to seize control. Uh, she's thinking about Venli. She's like, she would attempt to seize control from Ash, Ash It was an uncomfortable mm-hmm. realization as was the realization how deeply Ash herself wanted to be in control. And that didn't feel like her. Not at all. And then italics, right. it says, none of this feels like me. I and right. the new rhythms beat the surges surged in her mind. She's starting to have a realization that this doesn't feel like her, and then the new rhythms take over in her mind. Right, almost like they're overriding these thoughts. Right. Well, that's the chaos that's happening here, and that's what I was saying to you earlier about Venli. Like here, she like that's the way I I took the, the this bit is that Venli is is you know wanting to turn on Eshenai. Yeah. Um, Venli quieted, though her humming to spite continued, she would attempt to seize control from Eshenai. Yeah. Like, the chaos is not only happening from Eshenai's point of view, but it's but happening also from within... Venli, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why this is very dangerous. I mean, I suppose if you just eventually turn everyone on each other, that's the perfect storm. Right. Mm, look at you. Well, perfect it, storm. it is right. That's the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it. Once you defeat all your enemies, well, who's left? Yeah, each you have each other, whatever side that is. So if you have this uh, storm form in in place, this is it's a disaster. I think. Um, you're right. None of this feels like me. That's crazy. She ends up uh, um, being confronted by the five again here. Transforming him would have been dangerous when she's she's thinking about Abernai. Abernai, he has too much control over himself. So again, that's a hint. It's a hint that maybe some can exist within these forms. Maybe. You know, like maybe. I he has he has the ability to do it whenever he's turned into other forms, but this is a whole Maybe new not ball storm game. form. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. This is outrageous. Um um as she's being confronted. The dictates of the five rule us, not the will of a single person. Can't you see that the form, the new form, is overriding you? You've all lost your minds, or worse. It was discomfortingly close to the truth. Yeah. Is the next line. Right. She knows it. Yeah. Inside. And doesn't, and... And I can't guess really e- do anything about it, I guess? Put him with the others, Eshenai says. What of the rest of the five? Well, they all agreed, Melu says. Some were reluctant, but they agreed. Go and fetch Zuln. Put her with the dissenters. I don't trust her to do what is needed. So right there, she just, she's rounding up Zuln. Yep. 
just put them arbitrarily. Yeah, put them, put with the the other assholes who won't uh, listen to me. There were uh, there were perhaps a thousand dissenters out of the ten or seventeen thousand or so that they have. Yeah, and then there's another um, moment here with food. Her best friend. He's like, I don't like mm -hmm. this. What we're doing here? No, what we're doing? Yeah, out with it. She says, Ash and I. He says, This isn't right. You know it's not right. I agreed to change. Every soldier did, but it's not right. Hmm. Do you disagree that we need new tactics in the war? We were dying slowly, Thude. We did need new tactics, yes, but this? Something's wrong with you, Eshenai. No, I just needed an excuse for such extreme action, Thude. I've been considering something like this for months. A coup? Not a coup, a refocusing. We are doomed if we don't change our methods. My only hope was Venley's research. The only thing she turned up was this form. Well, I've got to try and use it. Make one last attempt to save our people. The five tried to stop me. I've heard you yourself complain about how much they talk instead of acting. It's such good dialogue. Yeah, it's eh? really good. Like, um... He, I almost convinced him she, she, th yeah, she thought. Because he hums to consideration and she knew him so right. well that the beat right. that he was putting out was way too obvious and too strong. Right. She could so feel she knows it. He yeah. She could feel it. Oh, fuck, I've lost him. Yeah, well, you, you, well, there's that line, a, a liar doesn't believe anyone else, right? Right, right. So she doesn't believe him. Um, yeah, and she says... And the it, next it, it, line is, I almost convinced him. Yeah. It's the red eyes, she's thinking. I instilled in him and some of the others of my own division too much of a fear of our gods. So again, these red eyes with the gods, that's, they, they're making that very clear. It was a shame, but she'd probably have to see him and her other former friends executed. Yeah. Yeah. This is awful. It's horrible, yeah. It's ho I see you're not convinced, Eshenai says. I just, I don't know, Eshenai, this seems bad. I'll talk with you later. I don't have time right now. Yeah. And what are you going to do to those? Yeah. L looking towards the dissenters. Yeah. That looks an awful lot like a roundup of people who don't agree with you, Eshenai. Do you realize your own mother is among them? Yeah, this is that moment you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, her mother's there. Did that mean that they were extra obedient following her orders yeah because so get this they round everybody up but in so doing they don't think in this other form they don't think twice about telling ash and i oh yeah by the way your mom is uh, is not yeah, agreeing they're just rounding everybody they up. don't they just yeah like blind orders yep. no consideration like it's it's so scary she could hear her mother singing one of the old songs as she was guided I like to think, I have to think, as a first-time reader, I got to think that that is Eshenai, hearing her mother's voice. Okay. And she's inside. Mm -hmm. Then she turns to Thude and she's like, yeah, you can, you can watch over that group. So there's a little something to what now, you're saying there. She's telling her friend, and that's, watch over them. That, bingo. That's where I was thinking that... And, and of course, I believe it because I think it's corroborated. Oh, we're, we're at the very end of this chapter. Um, I think it's corroborated by 
how Venley responds to this decision. Right. Right? Like, Venley's the one who said, look, why are we waiting? Execute them now. Right. We have them rounded up. And Ashenai's like, no, no. We're going to wait till everybody... I think more be- tactical here because she's like, you know, she's like, you can watch over them, you and your sol- soldiers that you trust. I'll put my own division in charge of the people at their head. And this yeah. way, nothing's going to happen to them without you agreeing to it. Like, I trust you. Yeah. And then he hesitated and then actually hummed to consideration for real this time. She could tell, right? And then yeah. she thinks to herself in italics here, poor trusting food. I know, Thank you I know. for rounding yourself okay, up so here, neatly okay st- stop there because i want to say that that what you just said it it breaks my um well it breaks my heart uh but it breaks my my uh idea that there's this other part of her that's still there but i will point out that what you just said is in italics right it's it's there, different there might and- be two things happening at once here right yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, yep. but, but you're right. I mean, it is brutal in that, she, I mean, he agrees to go over there and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and be involved in keeping them controlled, but that's her way or the storm forms way of, of saying, okay, Thude, well, you just signed your, your death sentence because right. now you're with them. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. It's awful. It is. It is. Um, that was handled very well. Oh, sorry, this was handled well, says Venley. Can you control the city long enough for the transformation? Easily, says Eshenai. Just make certain that you deliver the proper s- spren and in the proper quantities, we got to stop there. Yeah. Proper spren? Just what make certain you can deliver the proper spen, uh, spren in the proper spren. quantities. Because the spren that they found... That yeah. they put in the gemstone that Esh and I first cracked when she was in that to become storm form was a very yeah. specific type of spren that they found. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, now spren I remember. Okay. with the red lightning. The ones that, that <sighs> yeah. still keep seeing around, right? And right. so th- th- she says er- earlier, are you going to have enough? Will you have enough? I will. I will. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh man, this is giving me so many goosebumps. Um, It was time to speak to them and deliver the lies that she'd prepared. That the five would be reinstated once the humans were dealt with and there was no reason to worry that everything was just fine. Lies. I mean, this this brings up, I mean, I I don't want to bring up too many uh, real world things that have happened, Mm -hmm. but it it, it definitely makes me feel... uh, uh, I I think about those things, uh, real world events that have happened uh, when I'm reading that, and mm-hmm. it just it just breaks my heart. Yeah, and it for, uh, for sure to have it happen here is just it's so horrible. Um, yeah, she she summons her a little blade later. for for effect and saying that that's the last one her people owned. She owned their, her whole people only have one shard blade left. Um, mm-hmm. And then before we move on from it, I just want to read this one part here. It was a wonder that those yeah, things ahead. survived the storms, like the cities, like her, her actual city in Iraq. She can't believe it survived the storms. Her people deserved better. And then here's the line of the whole right. interlude for me. With the return of the gods, they would have better. And like, they were just saying like, you know, half a book ago, they did not want the return of their gods. Want they were to so return. scared of it. Dude, we heard from Eshenai herself. They killed Gavilar. 
because Gavilar wanted the gods to return. Remember? Right. They killed him and started this whole fucking war because he was gloating about wanting it back, wanting to bring wanting them back. Wanting them to return. Yes. Right. And now she's doing it herself. Because she has a different perspective on right. it. Right. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy, bro. It's so crazy, dude. Some 20,000 of them non-war forms gathered together. So it's actually grown. The ones who are, um, well, who are being uh, collected yeah. here. Uh, n- not the dissenters, but just the totality of, of everybody, of the non-war forms. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, the majority of those who had dissented, they were workers. And she's she's thinking here, but they were supposed to be obedient. Yeah. Well, the greater number of them were elderly, the ones who had not fought in the war against the Alethi. Hmm. Those who had not been forced to watch their friends die in battle against the Alethi. So... Interesting that too, that the, that the, the elders are, uh, not for this form, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily because they're old and feeble. What I like to think is because they're wiser. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, she climbs the steps to begin her speech, but stopped as she noticed Varanis, one of her lieutenants running towards her general, they've escaped. Who? The ones you had us set apart. The ones who did not want to transform. They have fled. Well, chase them down, Eshenai says. They can't get far. The workers won't be able to jump chasms. They can only go as far as the bridges allow. General. They cut down one of the bridges. And then they used the ropes to climb down into the chasm itself. They fled through there. Then they're dead anyway, Eshenai says. There is a storm in two days. They'll be caught in the chasms and killed. Ignore them. What of your guards, says Venley? Why weren't they being watched? The guards went with them, Varanis says. Eshenai Thud was leading those. No matter, she interrupts. You are dismissed. Dude. You know who's the dude? Thud's the dude. Thud is the dude. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, Do I have any any skin? Do I have any credibility here in what I'm looking for like I think I don't know either Esh and I in storm form made an impo- uh, an incompetent calculate or rather underestimated food right maybe that's just it I think she did and I think that her overconfidence with this new form this remember this whole I can just jump off this tower nothing can hurt me yeah. I can just round up yeah. all these people and kill them. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. So I think yeah. her overconfidence underestimated is your weakness. Yep. Like the emperor, yep. the overconfidence. Yep. Yeah, I get it. So I could, okay, I could be wrong, but I still, I'm still hanging on to what I, <laughs> as I do, you know how I do. Hang on to it. It's uh, okay. I'm, hang, I'm hanging on to it. They, they, he, uh, Sanderson did this on purpose, right? He wrote a great character in those early interludes, made us like her, compared her yeah. vastly to a character we loved in Kaladin, realized, wow, yeah. the enemy is actually a good person, and then turned right. her into a bad person. And then turned her into this. Yeah. I know, it's awful. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, actually, Mr. Sanderson, uh, it's a uh, good job. Yeah, great job. <laughs> actually. Great job crushing our dreams. Right. No matter, Eshenai says, you are dismissed, so dismisses Varanis. You aren't surprised, Venley says, to destruction. 
who are these guards that are willing to help their prisoners escape? What have you done, Eshenai? So, See, Venli even is suspicious about this. Yeah, that she did it on you know? purpose, that she let Thud right. get away, yeah. And do what not do you think? challenge me. Do you th- I, I, I'm leaning, actually, now that we're covering it again, I'm leaning a little bit more towards you. That when he, she saw yeah. her mom was part of it, she said to Thud, yes. go ahead and protect them. The song. Knowing Thud would get away. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. I wasn't on your side until we just, just read it again. I think you're right. Do not challenge me, Eshenai says again. Kill me and you'll ruin everything, Venli says. They'll never follow a woman who murdered her own sister in public, and only I can provide the spren you need for this transformation. Eshenai hummed to the rhythm of derision. Yeah. But let go. I'm going to make my speech. She turned her back on Venli and stepped up to address the people. Yeah. So... Uh, highlight, Dude. what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think my highlight is my little theory. <laughs> like I'm clinging, well, maybe I should say the highlight is the mother and the song. Right. Like I'm a very visual person. So when I'm reading this, of course I'm loving the text, but I'm loving imagining it in my mind. Right. And so, and also not even just that, but now I'm imagining a melody that is this old song that was sung that made Eshenai potentially the screaming voice inside, which might be hers, um, hear, um, you know, a, a calling, a calling to the old ways, a calling to She's how we really need to old, help her the people. The old songs, right? The old song. I, I don't know. I might be, I'm probably grasping at a straw. I, I realized that. And like we just said a moment ago, it could just be that Esh and I underestimated Thud. In this whole thing, it might not be that Esh and I has this crazy dual battle going on. It could be, like as you said so perfectly, Thud is the dude. Thud's he the took dude. action. He, you know, he's got the dissenters rounded up. He had a moment, boom, he took it. And he had a plan, get rid of the bridge, boom. Yeah. In the chasms, it's our only shot. He, the only thing that weirds me out about it is why did, why would, is Thude so confident that this storm form is the end, meaning these people are going to die? Like, what? Did Thud know something prior to is what I kind of am getting at now. I think he just saw how different she was and realized right. it was bad news. The intolerance. Yeah. My highlight is Thud. Just Thud being smart enough to, yeah. to, to get away. But I, you know, that's what I wrote down in my notes. But I think that maybe it's the fact that I agree with you now and that maybe seeing her mom might have allowed her for a brief moment to let Thud go knowing that Thud would save them. Yeah. Right? Right. So, yeah, it's uh it's nice. I I, I don't I'm, know, dude. I'm curious I to have hear, no idea what's coming. I'm curious you know to hear what do, uh, so. I'm curious to hear what everyone else thinks about that about that decision and whether or not they agree that there's a yeah. little bit of Eshenai left in there and at least a little bit of left of who she was to um to you know uh, um, allow this kind of momentary mercy, but anyways, but, yeah, I but, I, I but like you know what though? I've I'm guilty though. I've done this before. I've let us wrong. I, yes. 
You have. I wanted this hope. I wanted this hope in MRM. Yeah. It was not there. Hey, maybe he maybe you get it on the second time. Maybe, maybe uh, you know you just gotta shoot again. You know you never know. Um, <laughs> shoot again. <laughs> so uh, we have our uh, info dump. Um, I uh, have only a very little amount of stuff here in the info dump. It was two really short sure. chapters. How did we almost talk for two hours about two short chapters? I don't know how we did that, but I um, have no idea. Yeah, we, we talk a lot. Um, so <laughs> the lull, like you mentioned before, is called um, yeah. uh, it's called the lull by the uh, listeners, but the humans know know it as the weeping, which is uh, the weeping. Maybe says something about their uh, the humans and the listeners' personalities. Um, but uh, the other thing I want to talk about, we said earlier, was the new rhythms. So the new rhythms that uh, and I. Um, uh, Shania and Venley used in this chapter is fury, spite, ridicule, and destruction, mm -hmm. which are like, unlike anything we've ever heard them even mention in, la in past chapters. So, and at the very end of the chapter, derision, derision. Yeah. That's the last one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So very, um, very forceful, very, um, <laughs> Yeah, very uh, bad. <laughs> it's the only way I could put it. Yes. These these are not good. Sure. These are not yeah. good feelings. No. Um, the other thing too is that they have seventeen thousand soldiers, and approximately mm -hmm. twenty thousand non-war forms. So That's, nimble. Okay, so mate, those two numbers are dull. separate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once they turn all those, they're going to have another nineteen thousand because the thousand got away. Another nineteen thousand storm forms. So they're looking at like you know. Uh, you know, 36,000 storm forms to take the field. So pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Um, so yep. yeah, um, I want to uh, quickly read out our list of patrons. If you are mm -hmm. interested in becoming a patron, you can go to um, patreon.com at Hero, uh, Heroes Of to be able to be part of the Discord. You can join in with all the fun stuff. Jack has some really awesome theme songs that he's written over the years that are up there for, for download so you can use for your own D&D games or for anything that you want. Um, there's all kinds of really cool stuff. You get early access, bonus uh, bonus material. So go check out patreon.com slash Heroes Of and I want to say hello to all the lovely peoples. And it begins. Andrew Woods, James M., Valkov Marin, Yan, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willem, Christopher Jack, Brendan R., Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph Ming Mingoya. I hope I got that right, Buzz. I really do, man. I've been practicing it like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Alex DeFour, Daniel Whitten, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, and my list uh, my mom, Sue Beauregard. Hi, mom. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. Ari Zoo, Bruce Rogers, <laughs> Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christian Pappy. No, no, no. Jack's wife, Linda, and our mm -hmm. best friend, Mike. 
So thank you very much, everyone, for listening to the show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. We had a really great week this week, actually, for for listeners. We had a whole crop of new people listen. Almost a hundred oh, new, great. hundred brand new people were listening to the first episode. So hopefully they get oh, wow. hopefully they get past that really rough first episode to give us a try. Yeah, the rough show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate you guys listening, um, and we really appreciate when you guys engage and, and get back to us. So if you want to engage with us, you can go do so at heroesofcathra at gmail.com on Twitter at Heroes of One. You can uh, do so at uh, the Storm Pod at, on Instagram and check out our, our, our Reddit, our subreddit at uh, the Storm Pod. So there's uh, about 40 people on the on the subreddit now. So hey, look at us. Um, That's very good. Yeah, it's pretty great. Anyways, uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Acathra.